0: up one more time for our walk worship team leading us in spirit-filled praise and worship and uh we need it amen and come on can we also praise god that we got a little bit more air filtering through the room today yeah amen we we are grateful big grateful for that and uh thank you worship team and dream team for getting in here early and throughout the week to make sure that we are able to meet in person, in a life-giving atmosphere, and we honor our team for that. Well, we're in this series called Honor, and today, as we approach this final sermon in this first series on honor, and I just said the word first because I just believe we're going to hit it again at some point. We're going to lean into this biblical value and topic, and um, it's going to be exciting. I want to go ahead and talk about... um, message that God has really placed on my heart for such a time as this in a sermon that I've titled 360 honor 360 honor come on so everybody say 360 360. honor 360 honor I'm gonna talk to you more about what that means what that is in just a moment I want to give you a quick recap and then we're gonna jump into this message here today when we first started this series five weeks ago Uh, The first week, we did a message that's titled, God Honors Honor. It came out of Mark chapter 6 when Jesus decides to go back to his hometown, and while he's at home, he goes back expecting to be honored and expecting to do miracles, right? And he shows up, and he says, this place is lacking in honor, and so because of that, he did not do many mighty works there. One of the One of the phrases we used in that sermon was this, lack of honor toward God and one another will block the blessing of God on your life. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna experience any blocking of blessing on this church, on my life, on my family, on you. And so there's something special about this subject of honor. There's something about Jesus going back, expecting to be honored Lacking in honor with the people, and he says, you know what? Therefore, I'm going to move past you. I'm going to move on to where honor is found. He didn't do many mighty works there. God honors honor. Week number two, I preached a message called Honor-Filled Hearts. And that came out of a message that Jesus gave to the Pharisees. In Matthew chapter 15, as Jesus steps on the scene, the Pharisees meet him there, and Jesus says these words. He says, you honor me with your lips, but not with your heart. Challenging, right? That Jesus has x-ray vision enough to see that we could actually come to church, praise and worship Jesus with our singing and our words, and fail to honor him with our hearts. And come on, y'all know God has x-ray vision, right? And so he's looking at the, the posture of your heart this morning. In the tagline we gave, there was failure to honor God with your heart in private, will limit God's activity in your life in public. And again, we wanna tap into every ounce of movement and activity and gifts of God in our lives, and it has to do with honor. That third week, Vernon Fox, former NFL player, friend of mine, and pastor in our city, preached a message called Honor the Lord with Your Gifts. And he preached that out of Matthew 25, where Jesus gives this parable of the talents And the good news about the gospel is not only does Jesus save us, but he equips us with gifts and talents for his glory. Amen? Like, look at the person next to you and say, hey, friend, you have gifts. Maybe they've never heard that before. Like, you have talent. And Jesus has given it to you. He's made you on purpose for purpose. Like you're created on purpose for a purpose and you need to know that and so we're called to honor the Lord with our God-given gifts and failure to do that is also troubling, right? Jesus in this parable says to these people, he says, for you have not honored me with your talents and he calls them wicked and lazy. The last thing I ever want Jesus to say to me is, Hyden, you've been wicked and lazy with your talent, right? That God has bestowed upon you gifts for his glory and we've chosen to either be selfish with those gifts or not to use them at all. I want Jesus to come back and say, walk church, y'all were faithful with your gifts. Y'all utilized your gifts. You tapped in with everything you had with your gifts. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Right? Like that—that's the, that's the desire for our church and for our lives and that doesn't happen unless we say, okay, God's given us gifts. Let's honor him with the gifts he's given us. Last week, I preached a message just called Honor One Another out of Romans 12.10 where Paul writes to the Roman church and he says this. He says, honor one another with brotherly affection. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And so we're called to have this battle almost, this competition in the way we honor each other, right, where it's not just you honoring me or just me honoring you, but I'm choosing to outdo you Right? If we could just have this mindset like, man, I'm going to outdo the person on my row right now in the way I honor them. God says, I'm going to show up and show off. Remember the definition we gave for the word honor, a high level of respect. So when we talk about this word honor, we're talking about what does it look like to give God a high level of respect with our mind, our hearts, our bodies, our lives. And what does it look like to give a high level of respect to God? each other. All right. So as we get ready to hit this final sermon, if you're ready, say ready. Ready. Come on. If you're hungry, say let's eat, let's eat, let's eat. eat." I want to give a shout out to my mother-in-law, Tracy, who actually came by our house yesterday and she found a wooden frame that said, let's eat. And she just dropped it off. And I was like, come on, right? Like (laughs) now every time I see that, I got to jump in the word. Okay. And um, I want to go ahead and eat from God's word with you today. Again, if you're a first time guest, we are so honored that you're here. And it means more to us than, you know, we've been praying for you. Um, If you've never met myself, my name's Hayden and my wife Nina. uh, It's an honor and a joy for us to serve as leaders within this church. And it's a joy to serve as your senior pastor. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. And we're going to jump into this sermon today. Father, help us now. Open our hearts. Open our minds. Help us to have 360 honor in everything we do, say, and think. I pray for everybody that's joining us online right now. We honor you online, we welcome you to church. Pray for everybody who's right here in the house. We honor you, we welcome you to church. We love you. Jesus, move among us now in your name. Amen, 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 360 honor. Here's what we mean when we say 360 honor. Here's what it means, simply this. We honor up, we honor down, We honor all around, amen? Come on, let's try it together. We honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. Come on, all seven of y'all. Let's try to do it all together. Come on, we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. My prayer is that Walk Church would have a 360 honoring culture. Because here's what I know, here's what I truly believe. If we have 360 honor... You can invite anybody to this church at any time, and they'll feel honored, amen? Like, like regardless of background, regardless of culture, regardless of any type of fill-in-the-blank, you can still invite them. They might be up, they might be down, they might be all around, but there's an honoring presence in this house, which I really believe is, is one of the factors that tears walls down so people can experience Jesus, and that's my prayer for us to have 360 honor. That actually comes from this verse in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. We'll pull it up on the screen. Peter writes to the church, is the churches, and he says, live as people who are free. Amen. Come on, y'all can talk back to me. Even if you got a mask on, you might have to say it even louder. Live as people who are free, amen. I love those verses right there. Because sometimes I think, we think in our Christianity, we're called to live in bondage. There's too many people I know that are living in slavery to sin and addiction and, and you name it, right? But God has called us to live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, like some people have thought, man, God set me free to go off into sin. Never, by no means. God's freed you from sin, not freed you to sin, right? Right? Don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. In other translations, it'll say love your brothers and sisters. This is not a male-specific brotherhood. It's a family language. Fear God. Honor the emperor. In this verse, you see honoring up, honoring down, and all around. And we're going to break down what that looks like contextually, up, down, and all around. Come on, one more time. If you're ready, say ready. All right, let's jump into it. Let's talk about what it looks like and what it means to honor up. Honor up. I've developed a list in my own life of what it looks like for me to honor up and maybe this list will also apply to you as well. And this is not an exhaustive list. You go ahead and you fill in your own list but we're called to honor up, all right? So let's go ahead and look at it. When I think about honoring up, the first t- tab on my list is honoring parents or guardians. Man, I thought all the parents were going to amen that. Are yeah, you all tracking with me? Come on. Online, can we get an amen in the comments, right? Honoring up starts with parents and guardians, right? This is a commandment. Yeah, now we got some claps, amen, right? And grandparents and guardians, right? Here's what that looks like. The, The commandment was given through Moses in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, but it stayed as a thread all throughout the Bible. Even Paul in Ephesians, chapter 6, writes to the church, and he quotes this, right? He says, Honor your father and mother, not just one, not one over the other, but both together. He says, This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. What a promise from God. He says, When it comes to honor, make sure you're honoring up toward your mom and dad or your guardian. None of us just arrived here out of nowhere, right? Right, like this isn't like a fairy tale. What is that animal, a stork or like a goose or whatever that just drops a baby in a doorstep? That's not real life. God has used people to bring you here, whether that's adopted or birth or, or or your parents or your grandparents, whoever's a guardian in your life, God has called you to look up and honor them. Doesn't mean you have to agree on everything, but it does mean you have to honor. What are some ways to honor? Maybe you don't roll your eyes. Oh man, I said it. Maybe it's saying, all right, I'm going to do that. Maybe it's saying, I'm going to look out for my parents. I'm going I'm to spend extra time. I'm going to do something specific. I'm going to be generous honor up. Another another tally I have here, I not only honor parents and guardians, but honor leaders in your life. Honor the people that God has placed in your life as God-given leaders. Honor pastors. Honor elders. Honor the people that God has placed in this church as positions of authority. That comes from a scripture in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 17. Paul is writing to this young man named Timothy. Paul often refers to Timothy as a child in the faith, right? So here's this son in the faith, and Paul says, let me write to you on how ministry should look. Let me write to you how church government should look. And he says this, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. Oh, snap. (laughs) Paul taps into a a double honor portion of honor for elders who are leading, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Come on, amen. I love this verse right here already. Let, let me go ahead and just disclaimer because I have actually heard this verse taken out of context and abused to try to justify financial gain. I don't believe that is the primary uh, uh, um, primary way to Execute this verse, utilize this verse. I believe that this verse is used in a variety of different ways to just say, hey, those who are in your church, honor up. So for leaders in the church, honor up. Honor pastors, honor elders, honor those who are serving, honor their wives. Make it a priority to check your heart before you start and say, I wanna honor leaders. I, can st- I still have this memory. It's just woven into my heart. I was in another city preaching at an event and uh, this church invited me to dinner one night. And I went with a a handful of people from the church and 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 an intern who drove me there. And while we were having dinner, these different people from the church just started dishonoring the pastor, started talking bad about him, started mocking and making jokes and saying things that were dishonoring. And I just felt uncomfortable while I was sitting there. But this intern goes, hey guys, that's not cool. We're not going to do that. You're talking about our pastor. Let's honor. Let's not dishonor. Let's, even if you can't f- only find one good thing to say, just say that. <laughs> let's lead with honor. And I'll tell you what, you could hear a pin drop on the table. They just looked at him like, oh, snap. And I just was like, man, can I hire you, bro? Like, you want to move to Vegas, dude? Like, I love that honoring spirit because God honors honor. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. I'm, I'm developing a reputation and and I'm grateful for it here in Vegas that other people don't talk bad about other pastors in Vegas around me because I just pull out my phone and call them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you come here and you start with my old pastor and then you start filling the blank with dishonor, time out, throw a flag in, we don't do that here. We honor up, we honor other leaders We honor other pastors, and you have, Christian, hear me, you have full authority, not in a dishonoring way, but in an honoring way, to say, hey, brother, hey, sister, we don't do that here. We don't dishonor, we honor. We have a high level of respect. Now, does everybody lead perfectly? No. Do we disagree on certain things? Absolutely, but we're still called to honor. Amen? Right? And so let's establish a culture where we honor pastors and honor leaders. And if you're ever in an atmosphere within Walk Church where you hear dishonor amongst leaders, go ahead and just say, hey, let's go ahead and reverse that. Let's call that out. Let's call each other to repentance in Christ-like ways. and Let's honor up, amen? Come on, there's some more, more tallies on this list. Let's not only honor parents and leaders, but how about honor bosses? No amens for that, right? Some of y'all are like, man, our break room be going crazy. <laughs> you know, like... Honor the boss, like, man, my boss doesn't honor me. Well, we're going to get to him, okay? But God's called you to honor bosses, honor CEOs. Well, what if he's ruling with a heavy hand? Or what if she is talking down to me? I, I get it. It doesn't mean that that's okay. It just means that you're choosing to honor anyway. That you're choosing to honor anyway. It doesn't mean you're choosing to justify. It doesn't mean you're choosing to agree. It just means you're choosing to honor. What about teachers? Some of the students in the room right now, look, Miss April's like, come on, I've been waiting for, right? Students, hear me, if you're in the room and you go to school, even if it's online, honor up, honor the teacher. Show a high level of respect to those who God has placed in your life. Honor teachers, college students, honor professors. Doctoral students, honor the doctors, right? Teachers, honor your principal, Right? Principles, honor y- your next level. We, let's just keep honoring up. Eventually you'll get to God. Honor him. Right? Let's honor up. Police officers, come on, amen? We honor our officers in our city. Right? God has placed authoritative figures in our cities that serve as officers, and do they always get it right? No? Do we always get it right? No? Does God always get it right? Yes, amen, right? So let's join him and let's honor those whom he has put over us. Police officers, paramedics, firemen, doctors, come on somebody, nurses, right? I'll tell you what, when you get in that ambulance, right? You going to be like, "May I honor you, doctor, help me," right? Let's honor Let's honor our officers. Let's honor those whom God has placed in our lives in authoritative positions. Doesn't mean you always have to agree. I'm gonna keep saying that. But it does mean you have to honor. How about coaches? Come on, any of my athletes in the room, right? Maybe you're a part of a team. God's placed you on a team and you have a coach. You have an assistant coach. You have an assistant to the assistant coach. Honor them. Honor them. Man, I'm not getting enough playing time. I get it. Honor your coach. Well, he's not nice to me. Honor your coach. That we're establishing cultures and spaces in our city of honor. Amen? Military. Come on, let's honor our military. Amen? Let's honor those who are fighting and serving for us on our behalf, on the behalf of our nation. Let's honor. We're honoring up, right? Governing officials. Oh, man, some of y'all are like, is he really going to go there right now? Should he go there right now? Should we go there right now? Is it, are we in the fall of 2020? Is the election season ahead of us? Oh, my gosh, should he do it? Listen, honor governing authorities. It doesn't mean you have to agree with every policy and principle. It does mean you're called to still show honor. Paul, again, he writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says, first of all, come on, everybody say first of all. Whenever you see first of all, lean in. Like, man, let me lean into that. This is first, right? Paul writes a whole letter, but he says, first of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. He goes on, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look, he's not saying, Paul's not saying, Timothy, make sure that you come into agreement with everything the kings and the high officials are doing. He just says, make sure you're praying for them. Tell you what, let me challenge you. When's the last time you just made it a priority to pray for our governing authorities? I mean, Paul says that's what you should be doing first. I'm convicted by that. And there's some things that I might not all the way line up with, but God doesn't say that I need to line up with it. God says that I'm called to pray first. And I'm called to supplicate, and I'm called to come in intercession for those who are in governing authorities locally and nationally. And God says, honor them will it be difficult yes will you be able to do it in your own strength no do we have the holy spirit yes come on praise god is he going to help us do things we can't do on our own praise god he helps us in our weakness the holy spirit often has said hey yo Hyden, don't say that and that's that tension okay let me choose honor let me choose honor I would even go as far to say this. Today, you may be on the left side of the discussion. You may be on the right side of the discussion. You may be a Democrat or a Republican. If you were to ask me my opinion, I would say I honestly don't really have much concern which side you're on. I'm more concerned with how you treat the person on the other side that you're on. Did y'all catch that? I know that our church is made up of both parties. I'm not really concerned about which party you're a part of. I'm just concerned about how you treat people that you disagree with. Because Jesus says it like this. He says, what good is it if you only love the people who love you? Even sinners do that. Therefore, I tell you, love those who don't love you. Love those who don't think like you. Love and honor those who don't look like you. Love and honor those who don't have full agreement with you. It doesn't mean you guys have to agree and be best friends and everything. It does mean that you're called to still honor regardless. And I'm just praying that this would be a church and that I would be a leader who develops 360 honor. I see Jesus live this out in his life. In Luke chapter 20, we find this on display. Let's look at this modeled in the life of Jesus. Says that the scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him. Dang, they's like, yo, we about to put hands on Jesus. That's a bad bet. All right, it's not honoring. That very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people, so they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere. When you're honoring, don't pretend. Okay, come on, let's be really sincere. Let's have a very real honor. Don't pretend to be. Be actually honoring that they might catch him in something he said. If your whole agenda is just to catch somebody in what they're saying, you want to prove them wrong, you want to make a point, you want to to, uh, expose somebody's wrong, you might be looking more like a Pharisee than a disciple. Challenging but on display. This is their attempt here to prove Jesus wrong. They send these spies to catch him deliver them up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality. Jesus modeled honor, didn't he? Like you would think that Jesus would show partiality to the rabbis or to the religious elite, but then you look at Jesus' disciples and they're a bunch of knuckleheads. Jesus' disciples look a lot like us. Regular people that serve in various capacities, we don't agree on everything together, but Jesus still says, I'm going to choose honor. Didn't show any partiality. The text continues. It says, you speak rightly, show no partiality. It is lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not. This is the question they asked Jesus. In other words, here's the question, Jesus. Should we honor Caesar or not? Should we honor the president? Should we honor those in governing authority? Should we honor those who are higher than us? They want to get into a political argument with Jesus. Jesus's response is this. He perceived their craftiness and said to them, show me a denarius. Bring me one of your coins. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? Now, in the ancient time, there was these fat coins that had a big picture of Caesar's face. And then it was a tribute to Caesar in the lettering whose inscription does it have they said caesar's jesus said to them then render to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's discussion over right notice the response of the people i thought that this was startling it says and when they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said but marveling at his answer they became silent listen to me church If you ever want to just blow up an argument, if you ever just want to blow up a situation that's not leading in the right direction, just change your heart to honor. Just say, you know what? I'm just going to start honoring you. Everybody gets quiet. People don't know what to do with honor. But I'll tell you what, this is the calling of the church. Doesn't mean you have to agree, it does mean you have to honor. Right, Jesus says this, oh, y'all want me to start criticizing Caesar? I'm not going to do it. I- I'll tell you what, I would love for Jesus to have said, yeah, we don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> we want to cash in on that verse, amen? Right, literally. Jesus says, no, actually, you got to do it. Go ahead and honor Caesar. But also make sure you honor God. What's on, what Caesar's is Caesar's. Go ahead and honor him with the money. But where the image of God is on, honor that. And guess what the image of God is on? Anybody? Us. In other words, Jesus is saying, give Caesar back his money, just make sure you honor people. Because that's God's. God's honor is toward one another. We have his image. So I just want to encourage you, if you really want to live out this sermon and this biblical principle, make sure you're honoring up. If you got it, say, I got it. Come on, one more time. If you got it, say, I got it. Let's keep on moving. Not only do we honor up, but we honor down. Now in no way when I say honor down do I mean that you're called to belittle somebody or make somebody feel lower than or less than. Just work with me on the illustration here. When I say honor down, I'm saying that there are specific people that God has placed in your life that God's given you influence over, you're called to honor them. Let's go ahead and look at this list together. First people I have on this list when it comes to honoring down, are children, right? All the kids should be like, yeah, thank you. I want some honor, right? Like like honor down, like parents, honor your kids. Teachers, honor your students. Principals, honor your teachers. Do you see the reciprocation happening? Right, we're seeing a mutual exchange of honors. So children are honoring their parents, students are, are honoring their teachers, teachers are honoring their students. How about civilians? Police officers. Honor people. Honor civilians. Honor occupations. Honor all ethnicities. Honor all the different people groups that make up our great city of Las Vegas. Demographers are saying that by 2040, there will be no majority culture in our city and in our nation. Like our our nation is going to be a big melting pot of culture. That just means we're called to just honor all around. Amen. It's 360. Amen. some, Some people are like, I want to clap, but is it weird? It's not weird. Just go for it. Wake them up. Come on, honor employees if you're a boss and you have employees. Honor your employees. Make sure that your team members know that they're honored by you. Honor those whom you're discipling. Honor those whom you're leading. How about this one? Honor inmates. Did he just go there? I think somehow we've like, We've like got some type of magical eraser and erased scriptures out of the Bible that never got erased how about like in Matthew 25 when Jesus looks at the disciples and he says how come y'all never visited me in jail and the disciples go Psh, Mike when did Jesus go to jail he said Jesus you were never in jail and Jesus says if you did it to them you did it to me Jesus says, look, if you're going to honor da- like honor people that are above you, honor people that are in your, in your ability to, to serve and honor. Maybe you work in corrections. Maybe you work at a juvenile center. Maybe you work as an officer. Make sure you're honoring inmates. doesn't mean you agree. It doesn't mean you justify. It means that you still show honor. It's Christ in you. Come on, let me give you one more. Can I give you one more? Homeless people. Oh, man. Darn it. Some of y'all are like, why did I come to church today? Right? Because Jesus had a word for you. Maybe you're like, prove it to me in the Bible. I love what the Proverbs writer in Proverbs 14, verse 31 says. He says, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker. But he who is generous to the needy, say it with me. Honor. Honors him. Whoever is an oppressor, Especially to a poor person, you insult God. But when you help somebody who's in need, you honor them. There's people that may be in your life that have needs. You know what you're called to do as a Christian? Try to meet them. What does the Holy Spirit do for us? He helps our needs, right? Are we needy? Maybe I'm just the only needy one in here today but I'm very needy, and Jesus is very quick to help me with my needs. He tells us here, if you don't wanna insult God, then help people that are hurting. Help people that are oppressed. Help people that are in need. In doing so, you're living out 360 honor. Some people got uh, honoring up really good down. Oh man, we honor leaders, we salute, we always honor up, we never honor down. And we gotta get that, we gotta get that switched, amen? Ask yourself, do you have a healthy balance of honoring up and honoring down? When you do so, you look more like Jesus than like anybody else. In the culture we live in, we're so quick to cancel when we should be so quick to honor. I got one yeah from George, amen? I mean, I'm Let's do it then, right? Like, I think we're so quick to say, I'm just going to write you off. When God says, I want you to write you on. To honor. Let me give you another verse. Proverbs 17, verse 5 says, Whoever mocks the poor insults his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. I don't know about you, but this convicts me. I've found myself mocking more than honoring before. And God says, The more you mock, the more you do it to God. You know who the maker is in this case? It's Him. And as we honor up and we honor down, we honor God who honors us. Proverbs 20, verse three says it like this. Let's just keep on jumping ahead. Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Right, so a mark of honor is prioritizing honoring up and down and all around. Not only do we honor homeless people and honor inmates and honor students and honor police and honor doctors, but I really believe the Bible calls us to honor missionaries, amen? Right, People that are going out and serving in the context of the kingdom Globally, locally, one of my favorite missionaries in the Bible is a cat named Epaphroditus. Y'all know Nina and I, we love Epaphroditus so much so that we named our firstborn son after him. Little Epaph, right? And we left off the Rhoditus, but we love Epaph, right? And Epaphroditus is found in Philippians chapter two, and here's the context, right? The apostle Paul, he planted the church in Philippi, and then he was imprisoned for his faith, He was sentenced to prison and he was in his prison cell far away and they didn't have Uber, they didn't have FedEx, but Paul was in need, he needed a coat, (laughs) he needed a care package, amen, he needed some honor, right, and so they said, hey church, does anybody want to take a care package to Paul while he's in jail? And how about Epaphroditus says, me, send me, and they're like, yo, Epaph, you might die and get sick along the way, and he goes, send me. Epaphroditus goes. He delivers the gifts to Paul. Right? He gets sick along the way. He almost dies. I just picture Epaphroditus like burst into Philippi. He's like, oh, it was crazy out there, guys. Right? Looks like castaway, you know, like beard, you know, smelling bad, right? And Paul writes this letter to the Philippians about Epaphroditus. Here's what he says in Philippians 2, verse 29. He says, receive him in the Lord with all joy. Honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Paul says, when Epaphroditus shows up, make sure you honor him. Honor people that are crossing waters with the gospel. Honor people that are crossing streets with the gospel. Honor people that are crossing cultures With the gospel. Honor people that are taking steps by faith to share their faith, to witness, to be a blessing and not a burden, to be salt and light to our city. Make sure we honor such men and women. Amen. Honoring up, honoring down. The great revivalist D.L. Moody once said it like this I love D.L. Moody. He's a great theologian. Pastor Mike, you're at Moody Seminary right now. Right here's what Moody said. Here we go. He said, I know of nothing that speaks louder. This speaks loud, you guys. I know nothing that speaks louder for Christ and Christianity than to see a man or a woman giving up what they call their rights for others and in honor preferring one another. Walk church, get this, get this, get this, get this. If we start to prefer others' interests over our own, even if we disagree, that's going to speak so loud god is going to step into those spaces and say i'm going to bless that challenging absolutely worthy for sure honoring up honoring down now y'all know walk church family i always got to give y'all one challenging statement okay i've already given you a few but let me just go ahead and let me go ahead and give you one get your phone out make sure you take a screenshot I'm going to go ahead and jump into this swimming pool right now. Challenging statement. If you're ready, say ready. Okay, you said ready. If it's not honoring, don't do it. Woo! Did y'all catch it? Oh, my goodness. If it's not honoring, don't do it. Let me keep going. If it's not honoring, don't say it. Oh, my goodness. If it's not honoring, don't do it, Aiden. Don't post it. If it's not honoring, don't think it. If it's not honoring, don't go to it. A-O-H, you want to go here? Is that honoring? I can't do it. Hey, mind, think about this dishonoring thing. Can't think it. Let me jump to post. Is it honoring? Don't post it. Should I say it? If it's not honoring, don't say it. If it's not not honoring, don't do it. Oh, church, if we grabbed a hold of this principle. Guess what? We would start knowing more for what we're for than what we're against. Amen? When it comes to Christianity in America, and I know a lot of people that aren't saved. I know a lot of people. There's 2 million people in Las Vegas that don't go to church, that don't ascribe to Christianity. I know a lot of them, and they say, the reason why I don't believe in your Jesus is because you're more known for what you're against than what you're for, right? Too often, Christians are more known for anti-vision than pro-vision. Anti-vision says, let me tell you everything I'm anti, and let me make that loud, when in Christianity, the word gospel means good news. We should be known for what we're for, amen, We should be more known for what we're for, not what we're against. And I'm not saying that there's not real things that we're against. There's not real things that we would not come into agreement. There are. There are tons of them. There are loads of them. And there needs to be conversations about them. But let us be louder for what we're for. We're for the good news of the gospel, amen? We have a Savior who gave his life on a tree for sinful people like you and me, and his blood is sufficient for our sin, and people need to hear about it, you know? Let's be known for what we're for. I mean, if we're really going to say we're pro-life, let's be pro-life. All lives, right? But let's be pro. Let's honor. Let's honor what we're for. We honor up. We honor down. And my last point, we're almost done, is that we honor all around. Amen? Whoever I left out, falls into this category, all right? Friend, we we honor peers. We honor the people that are sitting in your row right now. We honor co-workers, amen? What about the annoying one that talks too much? Honor him or her? Some of y'all are like, I know that's me, (laughs) right? (laughs) You deserve to be honored. What about your classmates? That they haven't taken a shower in a week? Honor them. What about your teammates that you play on the same team with? Honor them. What about Republicans? Honor them. What about Democrats? Honor them. What about the people that aren't sure? Honor them. What about the people that are confused? Honor them. Let me go ahead and tap in real quick. You guys ready? What about Muslims? Honor them. What about Mormons? What about Catholics? What about gay people? This is getting weird. You don't have to agree to honor. Hear me, church. You don't have to agree with the different theologies and the different doctrines to to still show respect. You don't have to say, I approve of your lifestyle to still be honoring. You don't have to. I can't say it loud enough. Somebody's going to leave here and say, man, Haydn just turned into Don't do it. I'm saying turn to honor. Turn to honor. You don't have to agree. You don't have to justify to honor. Let me ask you this. I'm being honest. How are you going to win people to Christ? How? I've never seen somebody turn to Jesus that was being mocked. i never seen somebody turn to Jesus that was being dishonored. I have seen people that I would disagree with their lifestyle say, you know what, I'm actually interested in your faith right now because you know that we disagree, yet you still honor and love me. What is it about your Jesus that sees me like that? And I've, I've really seen, I've, I've stepped in where I've said, oh God, I need you right now. But there's so many walls up that we can't even get to a gospel conversation Because there's so much dishonor. You don't have to agree to honor. Jesus is our example, amen? When I see Jesus in action, read the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's, I see him honoring people he doesn't agree with. When I read the thread line of the historical Bible, think about Nehemiah. You guys familiar with him? If not, do yourself a favor, read the book of Nehemiah. In fact, just read chapter one today. Nehemiah is this Jewish man of God who happens to work for a pagan king, Artaxerxes, right? Is he in the movie 300? (laughs) Yeah, right? Nehemiah serves and works for him. He's his like right-hand man, And Nehemiah gets this word that the wall in Jerusalem is being torn down and people are invading and tearing down the people of God and the place of God. And so what Nehemiah does is he goes to the pagan king, Artaxerxes, and says, hey, yo, king, can you let me go to my hometown and build this wall? And also, can you fund the project for the kingdom? And Artaxerxes goes, you're such an honoring dude. Go do it. We need more Nehemiahs in the city. You might not agree with our governor, honor him. You might not agree with our mayor, honor him. I totally get it. You might not agree with people who are pro-choice. You might not agree with people who are pro-life. Honor them. Doesn't mean you have to agree. If you're pro-kingdom, you're pro honor This is the book that I'm reading. There was once a time, church, and I'm almost done. There was once a time, look at me. There was once a time, once upon a time, where me and you were dead stones. In other words, we were stones that had no purpose, no place, but to be kicked into a fire. Thrown away into hell, we were a little speck on this earth and we were dead, lifeless stones. We had nothing in common with God. We had blown it. We had sinned our way to a wage of death, Romans six twenty three. We had missed the mark of God. We had sinned, like Adam and Eve, our ancestors. We were dead stones. But God, choosing to honor people that were not like him. Right, when, when I was 18, 19 years old, found this dead stone In Virginia and said to me I can make you alive I honor you with my life death blood resurrection my Holy Spirit I I, I honor you there was once a guy in the Bible named Peter who denied Jesus on the last night of his life on earth and Jesus took Peter that same guy and built the church on his life and Peter writes to the church 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. I want you to read it with me, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Ready? Go. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God. That's your verse. That's us. Today, if you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself somebody who's been chosen and honored by God. You were a dead stone. You were made in a live stone. Jesus made, you may have been a rolling stone, right? You might have been a bad stone, right? Jesus took you and he formed you and he placed you into his beautiful house. The church is a house for God. And he said, man, you are a perfect fit for this house. You're alive. Honor me. Honor me with your color. Honor me with your life. Honor me with your culture. Honor me with your gifts. Honor me with your mind. Honor me with your friends. Honor me with your money. Honor me with your heart. Honor me with your life. I chose you for it. Raised you up for it. If we get this church, oh man, I believe it's going to spark revival. I don't think any of these chairs are going to be filled. People are going to say, I sense honor here and I sense Jesus here. I want to stop sinning. I want Jesus. Come on, will y'all join me on this journey of 360 honor? Will it be everything against your flesh? Has this sermon been hard for me to even lay over my life? I don't have this down, but let's do it together. Come on, let's lock arms together and let's walk together and let's learn how to honor And there's sometimes where you're going to miss it and sometimes where you're going to have to say, yo, I missed it, I'm sorry. I dishonored you, I'm sorry. Thank you for helping me do better. And Jesus will jump into the middle of that thing and he'll bless it. Come on, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this word. It's not an easy word for me. It's not an easy word for everybody here. God, help us to be honoring. God, help us to be honoring to people who sin different than us. Help us to be honoring to all ethnicity. Help us to be honoring to our officers. Help us to be honoring to our governing authorities. Help us to be honoring to teachers and students and classmates doctors and bankers and restaurant servers and chefs and interns. Help us, God. And today, if there's somebody that's in this room right now that just didn't know that they were loved by you, didn't know that they could be saved by you, didn't know that, Jesus, you shed your blood and bore the wrath of God for every person in this room. If there's somebody in here right now that needs to get saved, right now I want to invite you to pray this prayer. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I honor you as Lord. I honor you as Savior. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the grave and defeated death, hell, and Satan. I believe you're coming back again. And I believe you want a real relationship with me. I honor you, Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I repent of my sins. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to pray one more prayer for my Walk Church family. Today, if you're here today and maybe you have been known more for what you're against than what you're for, maybe you've been dishonoring to leaders, or maybe you have been dishonoring to coworkers, or maybe you've been dishonoring to coach, or maybe you've been dishonoring to principals, maybe you've been dishonoring to parents or parents to children, whatever, maybe you fall in one of those categories. Maybe you've been dishonoring on social media. Whatever that is for you, God, I pray for grace to come over all of our lives and that, God, we would start being honoring today. Thank you that you wash all of our past sin away and you give us the ability to start again. Help us, Father. Show us what that looks like. Hold our hand. Walk with us every step of the way. We love you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah, somebody got saved today. I believe it. Somebody made a decision today that said, I'm gonna start honoring God. What a beautiful thing it is to do. If you made a decision today, we'd love to hear about it. Please fill out an online connection card. Just go to walkchurch.com, click connection card, you're there. We wanna connect with you. We wanna celebrate you. We wanna resource you. We wanna get you plugged into this, this family. We honor you.